Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, more of Hockey Sense with Andy Strickland. All right, back here on Hockey Sense. Great to have you with us as always. It's the All Star break. Uh, but Hockey Sense continues. We do not stop. And uh, listen, there's a lot of people actually who are working this weekend and working a lot harder than I am, including our guest coming up now, Jeff Merrick, Hockey Night in Canada, friend of the show. He's in uh, South Beach right now, Jeff. I know you're working hard, but you're also on the beach, so I I don't feel that bad for you, to be honest with you. um, Strick, I'm hearing your introduction. I feel bad because right now I have my toes in the sand. Uh, I just finished interviewing Elias Pedersen, going to do UC Soros from Nashville. In a couple of moments here, I have the ocean in front of me. There's not a cloud in the sky, a very gentle breeze. And, you know, uh, I'm going to get a paycheck this week and someone's going to yell, stop thief. That's that's kind of how it feels right now, Andy. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I've gone to uh, a number of, <laughs> of all-star games. I got to admit, it's never my favorite event to go to. But this is the year yep. that I'm saying, why? Why, why didn't I go? And yeah. I'm thinking maybe this, if you're ever going to go to one, you might as well go to South Beach, right? You know, there is, um, you know, it, it's interesting, Andy, you know, there is uh, and has been some speculation for a while because, like, look, I know that um, lately, you know, outside of St. Louis, the All-Star Game has been in sunnier destinations and you know obviously this year in uh, in, in florida is an, is an obvious one um and you know we they're they're gonna bring the act north uh, as early as next season but it's you know what it sounds like andy it sounds like there is very much a feeling and a movement towards creating a rotation of about four or five different nhl cities that feature warmer weather. One of the things that the NHL is, you know, very sensitive about is making sure that it's a, a pleasurable experience for the players. And you know, nobody wants to see players, you know, begging off or refusing to go or not wanting to go. So everything uh, at the All Star here is sort of built around making sure the players are comfortable, making sure the players have a good experience, they have a lot of time to hang out with friends and family as well. The the demands aren't too much for them. So there is there is this idea that you know one of the best ways to get players to agree to come in the first place is to make sure it's in a location that they want to go to and their families can come and you know as you mentioned like you know stay on the beach for a little while and, and enjoy some sun you know Vegas was very much a home run for them the players love that yeah um, you know uh, Fort Lauderdale is a, a wonderful destination for friends and family of players as well so on and I know I can all I can already hear the teams grousing about it like oh no 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 whether it's you know Minnesota or Toronto or Edmonton we should have as much shot at this thing as you know as Vegas does or as you know Tampa does etc but I'll tell you there's very much a, a discussion right now about the NHL and you know should they just you know uh, center this around four or five different locations that are really attractive to the players don't don't be surprised if that picks up steam as you know pretty much as, as soon as this all-star weekend is done well they should i mean there's a reason why the pro bowl even though it's been a terrible event yeah. for years and years was in hawaii all those years and listen yeah. i've heard players complain about this in the past and it's no surprise how many players said yes this year jeff when you look at the the all-star game rosters i mean it's a pretty impressive 
massive collection of stars. Now, Tage Thompson is out. Austin Matthews is out. But whenever you get Crosby, McDavid, Ovechkin, and you had Matthews in there, Dryside, I mean, you have a, you know, obviously the Kachuk brothers. You've got a nice collection of, of superstars. But you're right. Last year in Vegas, um, it's been here in St. Louis. Some guys opted not to come here. It's been in Columbus in years past. Nothing against those markets. But when the rest of the team is heading off to, you know, the Cayman Islands um, and heading to the beach to Mexico and you've got to go play in an all-star game, although it's the all-star game, but you got to go to Columbus, Ohio, man. I mean, you got to make this an attractive event for the players who are going. There's no question. Yeah, and, and this whole thing, like you notice, like from the minute you get here, whether it's at the beach, whether it's at the hotel, whether it's around the rink, like the players are very much catered to, and it's almost as if the NHL is saying, like, look, we want to do, we want to make this a really great experience for you. And you're right, like Tate Thompson, that's an injury. Austin Matthews, that's an injury. That's drag uh, that those players can't be here. But you're right, like all the uh, outside of injuries, like no one's begged off. Right, like no one, no one's punted on this one at all, and I, I, it does sound like there is going to be, and maybe this is. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but it does sound like Ovechkin and Crosby are going to be part of something together. And Andy, you've covered this game for a long time. You know that for the longest time. You know, the rivalry on the ice was also the rivalry off the ice. And there were moments where Crosby and Ovechkin could have done things together and they both said no. Maybe because they're now, you know, uh, elder statesmen in the NHL, uh, that their sense of who they are and their legacy in the game is firmly established. And, you know, they're getting towards, like, I'm not trying to wrap up any careers here, but, you know, they're, you know, they're on the shady side of the mountain, not on the sunny side of the mountain when it comes to their, their career longevity. It sounds like there's going to be an interesting something between the two of them on the ice here at All-Star. And that is, if you know either one of these two players, something that many of us thought would never happen before. There's always kind of been, although they've always been respectful towards one another, there's always kind of been a chill between these two superstars. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of like, you know, there was a chill for the longest time between, remember Ovechkin and Malkin and how they didn't get along and Kovalchuk, you know, brokered that great peace treaty between the two at the All-Star in Montreal. It sounds like there's been a, a thawing of the relationship here between Crosby and Ovechkin. I think we're going to see the, the two of them come together to do, I'm not sure what it is, but they are going to get together to do some type of event here at, at All-Star in Florida, which is which is ultimately a good thing for the league. Yeah. It'll just, it'll just, honestly, Andy, it's going to feel weird. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Seeing Crosby and Ovechkin mixed because we know it's been... To be kind, it's been frosty between those yeah. two for a lot of years. But I think that frost started to thaw out a little bit. You know, after Ovechkin won a cup, you know, it, it kind of put him probably at a closer to a same level as Crosby, uh, you know, having won a Stanley Cup. And then now when he's chasing history with Wayne Gretzky and the probability that eventually he's probably going to catch 99, I think it's probably yep. it's probably eased the tension at least from the Ovechkin side, you know, where he's like, you know what, I'm just as good as Crosby. And people can't really argue that on the outside when you look at everything Ovechkin has accomplished, even though they're different players and nobody really can touch what Crosby has accomplished throughout the course of his career. Let me throw something else out at you uh you know sure. we had we had uh, matthew schneider on the podcast probably about six weeks ago and he, he made it sound like the players association and the league 
have had serious dialogue, and the Players Association has made it clear that maybe they should just get rid of the All-Star game. Like, why do they have it? The players don't want to go. They don't necessarily enjoy it. Would that bother you if they didn't have a mid-season all-star game i mean and do you feel like the future of the game is is on is on solid foundation when you consider how important it is to the league from a financial standpoint and you know gives them an opportunity to you know kind of give the uh, corporate sponsors uh, a, a nice little weekend and, and give them access that they probably don't normally get you know a number of years ago someone said something to me that profoundly changed the way i view all-star like for the longest time in my life andy i was one of those people that groused about it oh i don't like it all oh, the guys are barely playing it's mm-hmm. just uh you know it's the, the best beer league game in the world and you know these these guys aren't going all out and you know why why would this remotely you know why would i want to be interested in this and then someone told me, like, Jeff, not everything is for you. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you don't like it. Like, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it has to go away. Like, how arrogant, Jeff, are you to think that just because, you know, there's nothing in the All-Star game for you that you find a value that it should disappear? And that really, that really, like, A, first of all, great ego check for me. And it's true. Like, even if it's not for me, it is for someone else. And you know what I keep coming back to? This thing is for, this thing is for, for, for two groups of people. One is for kids. Yes. And you've been to these all-star events before. And you see the looks on the kids' faces at the arena when all of these players are all together. Like, never do you see all these superstars all in one place. It is, like, the excitement that it instills in kids specifically is overwhelming. And two, and, you know, you just touched on this, um, the people that keep the lights on. To me, this is a thank you for sponsors for, you know, continuing to invest in this game and this league. And, uh, and, and also, maybe even more importantly, it's your next generation of hockey fans. Like, you know, the, the, the memories that kids are going to take away of seeing all these players, whether they're going full speed, half speed, it's competitive, who cares? Seeing these players all together does something to a kid. It really does. And it's not just the NHLers. It's also women uh, involved in it uh, as, as well at the skills competition. We've seen, you know, women mix in with the skills before. We've seen female players, you know, have their own, you know, uh, all-star game set up as well. St. Louis was a big one for that, as you well know. Um, I think there's a lot of value here, even if it's not immediate and obvious. I, I really do think that there does need still to be a coming together of all the game stars because we never get a chance to see that, to have them all in one spot. And you know what it is as well? It is a nice break. It's a really nice break for the play. Like 82 games is a lot, man. This is a really, really long season. Like this is physically draining. This is emotionally draining. So for the players that are here, it's a way to respect the greats and they try to make it as comfortable and easy for the players as possible. And for the guys that don't go to the all-star, it's a chance to go down south for a few days Mm. and go and just recharge your batteries. Like I really do think it's an important pause for everybody it's great for the players it's great for the league it's great for kids it's great for fans and it's great for sponsors so you know respectfully i I still do think there's a lot of value in this for uh, for a lot of different groups around the game for sure for sure and all right jeff merrick is with us hockey night in canada the great 32 thoughts podcast that he does with elliot friedman he's doing a bunch of interviews for that um, I presume for that uh, here uh, this morning. Yes, it is. So, yep. so he's uh, taking a break and, and kind enough to join us. Listen, you're
you're you're a hundred percent right because when I was a kid, I loved the All Star Game, and now that I've got a hockey playing son, I mean that's what we're doing tonight, Jeff. We're going to watch the skills competition. He can't wait. He asked what time it's on before he went to school today. So <laughs> so this is truly uh, about the kids. There, there's no doubt, and there's something to be said for that. And I always remind Clayton Absolutely. Keller that he lost to Kendall Coyne in the fastest skater competition. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There was. I'll, I'll tell you that is going to go down as one of the most important laps in the history of hockey. Like, just think about for one second, what would have happened if Kendall Coyne would have wiped out mm. on one of those turns? Because she's going super fast. Right. Like, there was a lot that was... I don't know that we give that enough attention. There was a lot riding on that lap. And the fact that she, like, you know, bl- you know blistered all the other guys in this lap, I think it's going to go down as one of the most important laps in hockey history. I, I really do. Just because the stakes were just so high. It's one of the most impressive things I think we've seen at the All-Star. And now with the bye week, so you put it in Miami, and now you got the bye week. I was talking to Tarasenko about this. He was telling me, like, there's like nine Russians that are playing in the game. Like, all the Russians said yes, Jeff. Like, when the game's in Miami, they're all like, okay, sign me up, I'll be there. But then there's like a handful, he told me, like, close to 15 Russian players who aren't playing in the All-Star game who are all going to be down there, and they're all getting together, they're all going to have a party. These All-Star weekends coincide with these bye weeks now, so they truly can turn it into a vacation. So, listen, I I know all these teams want to host it, and maybe it's a revenue driver, and it's great, you know, for their city to be able to host an all-star game but at the end of the day you you want to make it as 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 fun for everybody and you got to put it in a in a tropical climate like where you're at right now so it only makes sense a couple of things there one you're exactly right this is one of the cookies that like i know like i I don't know what it was but i think st louis when st louis got the all-star game that was like you know the league sort of owed st louis an event Mm -hmm. and and the all-star game turned out to be that i mean this is one of those cookies that you get like you know when when ottawa gets sold for example there's going to be a cookie whether it's the draft whether it's all-star whether it's whatever like these are some of the things that the nhl sort of awards out as you mentioned revenue driver and you know interest driver for the for that team in that market these are one of the this is one of the cookies that the nhl does give out um two when it comes to tarasenko here's my question to you mm-hmm. did vlad talk about himself in the third person when he spoke to you about this Andy? <laughs> he did yesterday um yeah, <laughs> no, no but you know I, I will say this about tarasenko and I, i've talked about this already on the show that that you know obviously people have heard it's Nothing would surprise me in terms of how this plays out. I do think that he's as close to being a lock to be traded, but I would never rule out the possibility, not the guarantee, of the two sides discussing a contract to return in the summer. And not just him, but the same thing goes with Ryan O'Reilly in the event that he gets traded, with Barbashev if he gets traded, Achari, all these guys. Mikola, I think, you know, Doug Armstrong wants to collect as many assets as he possibly can with the knowing, yeah. with the idea that who knows, maybe they do bring some of these guys back, but we'll see how. I think this year has almost been like a write-off, Jeff, for St. Louis. You know, it just hasn't gone their way, but they know mm-hmm. they're not. They know they're not a terrible team, and with a couple of tweaks, maybe bringing in a couple of different players and changing some things, they can quickly yeah. kind of get back in playoff position. This is a really good team. 
Like this is, but I look, I look at the St. Louis Blues and say this is a really good team, but this is a really good transitioning team right now. Like it's moving from one generation to the next, right? Like this next, you know, generation of the St. Louis Blues you know, will be led by you know Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo and Jake Neighbors, and you know we always cross our fingers that Scott Perunovich can get and stay healthy. But we're watching and Joel Hofer on the horizon. Mm-hmm. We're watching a team that's transitioning now, aren't we? And is that going to be awkward? Is that going to be uncomfortable? Well, yeah, that's normally what happens. Like, smooth transitions are really difficult. They, they seldom happen. There's always that, you know, those one or two years where it's, it's awkward and business needs to get done until you can get there. And that's kind of how I see St. Louis. But at the end of it, it's not going to be like, you know, four or five years of darkness, you know, of wandering in the darkness. Like, they have a lot of the key pieces of what this next St. Louis Blues team is going to be already in place. I know it's tough for Vancouver fans right now. I get it. I understand it. And there's going to be casualties along the way. But in a lot of ways, St. Louis is in a much better situation than a lot of other squads that are saying, like, okay, we're going to redo this thing, and it's going to take us four or five years. That ain't the truth for the St. Louis Blues. Hey, I got two more things for you. Um, One all-star game related, one non-all-star game related, and I'm going to let you go. Um, First off, do you like the three-on-three format? Do you like the way these rosters are assembled? I mean, it's hard to make an all-star team right now. I mean, part of me, I mean, I don't mind it, Jeff, and they're playing for money and it goes to charity and all that type of stuff, but yeah, it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't kill me either if they had five-on-five five and just played a normal all-star game either. You know, what, what, what say you? Yeah. The, the, uh, I don't mind. I mean, the, the first thing that I always think about when it comes to all-star is just don't get injured. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the, the last thing you want is, you know, a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations and boom, you know, their, their star player is out maybe for the remainder of the season because they got hurt during an all-star game. So I don't mind the three-on-three, anything that, you know, separates a lot of the players on the ice. And listen, you can really you can really see how talented these guys are when they have a lot of space uh, to maneuver. So I, I'm cool with it. The only position that I always worry about at All-Star is mm, the goalie. Yeah. Because the goaltenders are hung out. Like, it's, isn't it to the like Andy, if you were the GM of an NHL team, yeah. you'd be cool with any of your forwards going to All-Star, I'm guessing. You'd be cool with any of your defensemen going to All-Star. I don't know that I'd be feeling so good about my goalie going to All-Star. Just knowing how hung out to dry they're going to be and moving side. Like, they're the only ones that are really working here. Like, when it comes right. like, on the ice. And they're not, the guys they're are not kind of, necessarily the warm, guys are, warmed up either, you know? Yeah, the, the guys are kind of floating through it, and we understand why. The ones that are really working, and the only ones that I'm worried about, you know, getting injured are the goalies. Mm-hmm. Like, how devastating is it if your goaltender gets injured at an all-star game? Because that's really the only position where, you know, that player has to work hard. Like, the chance of injury for everybody else is basically zero, but not for goalies, man. And they get hung out to dry during yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Um, let's just hope for a, for a fun experience. It'll be fun seeing, from a local standpoint, the Kachuk's playing on the same team this year. And, and Oh, uh, for sure. And, and you got all those. You, listen, like I said, you know, so many super. I, I would love to see Crosby and McDavid maybe play on a team together at some point in their life. You know, if that can ever happen, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe we'll see a uh, an international competition down the road. Um, last thing for you, the the the, the Vancouver, uh, you know, Bo, Bo Horvat trade with the Islanders, that, yeah. that that likely sets the market. I mean, and and I'm sure you know everything's negotiable. Things can obviously change. They got way out in front of the trade deadline. Well, what did you think of what Vancouver got in return? Do you think it was a smart move for Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvine to get this far out in front of things with? Lou Lamarillo. 
they needed to end that story. Like, they, they needed to end the Boudreaux story. They needed to end the Horvat story. We all know where the Boudreaux uh, saga was going to end up, and we all knew what was happening with um, uh, with Bo Horvat. So I, I, I know that, you know, Horvat would have liked to have, you know, much like we all knew when, when Bruce's last game was going to be, I'm sure that Horvat would have liked to have, um, you know, had a, a quote-unquote last game and a, and, a, and a farewell to Vancouver, but that's just obviously not the reality of how things work in professional sports. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. I think a lot of it is going to hinge on a couple of different things here. One, can the Islanders get Horvat under a contract extension? And two, who's the first-round pick going to turn into? Right. Like, and, until uh, un, until we know that, then I don't think we can really judge this trade because, you know, Anthony Bavillier is a real nice player, probably hasn't been able to play, you know, uh, the game that he used to play in the QMJHL where he galloped and was a high-flying scorer uh, in junior hockey. He's been playing on a, on a team where it's defense first and you have, you know, bungee cords attached to your hockey pants uh, so you don't get too deep into the zone or else the coach <laughs> snaps you back into the neutral zone. Um, I, I wonder if Rick Tockett allows him to gallop a little bit more. I, I think Ratu, I think for his development, I hope they don't feel the need to rush him into the NHL to try to justify the trade. Right. Uh, I hope they, you know, leave him in Abbotsford and, and, and let him develop here. You know, questions whether he's better suited at the NHL level, uh, playing center or maybe playing the wing. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, to me, the whole thing hinges on who they're going to turn that first round draft pick into. Um, and as far as setting the market, you know, when, when this trade was made, Andy, did you not think, you know, this is kind of similar to what Arizona has been asking for, for Jacob Chikrin, you know, the, uh, the young player, the prospect and the first round pick. It, it, it's not too dissimilar to, to what, you know, Arizona was looking for, for Chikrin. So, you know, the market's been set, the market's been established. Uh, I'm curious to see if there's a contract extension for Bo Horvat because that'll directly impact players like Dylan Larkin with the Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, still a lot of questions here. But as far as you know, setting the market, this is this is certainly going to be a uh, I think a benchmark here for for how the league behaves leading up to March third. Yeah, yeah, I mean I, I, the Islanders obviously have a good idea of what it's going to take to sign him. And hey, no one talks about whether or not Bo Horvat's going to like it there. You know, what I'm saying he may say, ah, I don't like the way they play. And, but, but again, money. T- Talks, but you know somebody's going to pay. I him. think it yeah. does. Does it not feel like eight times eight gets this done like tomorrow? Oh yeah, and they probably could. I don't know what they would wait for to be honest with you. They, they should have honestly just gotten right to it and, and just go ahead and get that done. But you know, these are these are. I mean, Pat Morris is a veteran. Lou Amarillo is obviously a veteran. Right. Um, there's a lot. I think it's five players on the Islanders that are represented by Newport. Like it, it does line up that this is going to work, and there will be an extension. But who knows? We'll see how it goes. Okay. Jeff, listen, man, you know I appreciate it as always. Enjoy your time there. Say hi to Elliot and uh and do your I th- will. how long are you there till? Till Sunday? Uh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dash before. I, I do I do feel guilty though, Andy. I mean here I am with, you know, sand in my toes. You know, <laughs> the uh the only the only ice here is, you know, at the rink down the road and, and on in the in the drinks here. So it's um it's a it's a, a guilty pleasure here in, in no, Florida, man. really enjoying myself and only too happy uh, you know, to sit under the shade here on a deck chair and talk to you, talk hockey to you, my friend. Oh, you're the best, man. You know I appreciate it. Enjoy yourself, and you, and you should take advantage Thanks, of it. So uh, we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. You be good, pal. Okay, you too. All right, that's uh, Jeff Merrick from uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Of course, 32 Thoughts. Um, great guy, and uh, love hearing his insight here on uh, Hockey Sense. Uh, as always, Hockey Sense is brought to you by Paul's Market. Listen, they've been around for over 60 years. 
60 years Paul's Market, and we got everybody now signing up for Paul's Market. I mean, the blues are coming in full force from Bennington to Shen. David Perron still getting his stuff from Paul's Market. Tommy Daniels just taking care of everybody. Craig Berube, uh, Bernie Federko, Pavel Buchnevich, Vladimir Tarasenko. In fact, when Tarasenko was rehabbing his most recent injury, he contacted me. He said, listen, I need, I need Paul's number again. I said, it's not Paul, but, you know, I know I know who you're talking about. There's only one Paul's Market. It's Tommy Daniels, and he'll take great care of you. And he certainly did and got uh, Tarasenko back uh, before the end of the uh, estimated timetable. He returned early, so that was uh, pretty nice to see uh, if you're uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, although the production hasn't been there. He hasn't put up a point in the five games he played, and the Blues didn't win. <laughs> that's a whole That's a whole other story. But at the end of the day, the uh, the the food from Tom's da- from from Paul's market will obviously it's got healing powers in it is what I'm trying to say. So if you're feeling down in the dumps, if you're injured, are you sore? Just call Tommy Daniels; he'll make you feel better. Three one four nine four one five seven four eight. Three one four nine four one five seven four eight. He will deliver it to your front door. But I recommend going into Paul's Market. It's an old school butcher shop located in Ferguson. They've been around for over sixty years. It's in a great location, really, really nice location. And um, you go in there. It's just kind of like a throwback. It takes you back. The best prime beef you're going to find anywhere. And all of St. Louis is right here at Paul's Market. Tommy Daniels driving around in that Batmobile, putting the city of St. Louis on his shoulders. This guy is the absolute best. 314-941-5748. Give Tommy a call today. Tell him Andy Strickland sent you. Appliance discounters. Uh, they've got four showrooms, including the newest one in the Deer Creek Shopping Center on Laclede Station Road in Maplewood. They got everything, all the GE appliances, ranges, hoods, washer, dryers, refrigerators, um, anything you're looking for, mini fridges. I am a repeat customer. I'll never go anywhere else, and that's because John Bradley is the absolute best. Same with Denise. They treat you like family, man. I'll bring my kids out. Uh, Listen, the first time I went there, I had my kids with me. And they had like a box of toys. My kids were really young at the time. And they're playing with toys, man. I mean, it's the best customer service you'll find anywhere. If you ever have an issue, they take care of it right away, which is of utmost importance to me. I don't, I don't want to be dealing, hanging on the phone, waiting for somebody to finally pick up, scheduling something that's two months out. No, 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 no. Not going to work. And it doesn't happen at appliance discounters. So get out there and get out there today. Tell them I sent you. As always, Hockey Sense is brought to you by Four Hands Brewing Company. Proper cannabis, again, proper cannabis uh, outside of Portal 13 coming up in that 1 o'clock afternoon game against Colorado on uh, February 18th. It's a 1 o'clock game, and um, they'll be there to educate you on everything about proper and everything they do, and they're teaming up with the Blues, which is really, really cool uh, to see that happening. I mean, two great companies coming in uh, together to, to, you know, obviously educate and help a lot of people. So Proper Cannabis, check that out. Stop on by, and we'll remind you again, obviously, um, before the uh, uh, February 18th game, that 1 o'clock game against Colorado, outside of portal number 13. And don't forget, uh, they've got that Power Play penny roll. For a penny, you get a free Power Play pre-roll. 
uh, if the Blues score a power play goal in any game, home home or away. You know, for a long time it was just the home games. Now they've expanded that to road games as well. So if the Blues score a power play goal, whenever they score a power play goal, stop on in the next day to proper cannabis and you get a pre-roll for a penny. Are you kidding me? They're not allowed to give them out for free, otherwise they would. So they do it for a penny. So essentially, it is free. So we thank our friends over there at, uh, at Proper Cannabis for taking care of the people. Four Hands Brewing Company. You get that mango lemonade, hard seltzer, and get it today. Dirt Cheap Fun Fun, your one-stop party shop. Uh, Arco Construction, Lordo's Diamonds. Hey, get that special someone, something special. This upcoming Valentine's Day at Lordo's Diamonds. Stop on by and say hi to Mike and Jimmy Lordo, and they'll take great care of you. Listen, I'll never go anywhere else, too, when you talk about jewelry. I got my wife something nice for Christmas once again this year because Mike and Jimmy, they make it easy. They are the best when it comes to just going in when you're uncomfortable and making you feel comfortable. And the reason why you're uncomfortable because you don't know how much you want to spend and you have no clue what you're doing. You don't know what you want. You don't know what's good, what's not, what the latest trends are. They help you with everything. They, they, they truly do. It's like an incredible experience. I, I'd hang out there all day long, but Mike and Jimmy are like, okay, Andy, you got to go. You can't just stay here all day. But I would, because that's how comfortable they make you over there at Lordo's Diamonds. 314-432-8008. Right there in the heart of Ladue. You can't miss it. Um, and they've been around for, what, close to 70 years. So we love our friends over there at Lordo's Diamonds. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, it's the All-Star break. Hope everyone enjoys the All-Star festivities this weekend. And the Blues don't play again until a week from Saturday when uh, the Arizona Coyotes come to town on February 11th. That's the Blues' next game. And you know we're going to start moving into a lot of trade deadline talk on this show and all of that. I didn't want to get into a ton of it today with the guest and all that just because so much can change and so much can happen over the course of the next several weeks um, as the trade deadline isn't until March 3rd. It feels like it's way closer than it really is, but we still have several, several uh, weeks to go before we get there. But it'll be here soon enough, and it doesn't mean a trade can't happen tomorrow or next week or the week after. They don't have to wait till March 3rd. But so many players in play from St. Louis, it's going to be arguably the most wild, most interesting trade deadline uh, in Blues history, certainly in recent years. I mean, there's been some really interesting ones over the years, right, when the Blues traded guys like Dennis Weidman and Billy Guerin and Dougie Waite and, uh, and Keith Kachuk. And those were always interesting. But never have we had this many players at once. And we're talking about star players, the captain of the team. Um, And Ryan O'Reilly, arguably your biggest star that you've had over the course of the last 10 years, and Vladimir Tarasenko, a former first-round pick who's fifth in the history of the organization in goals and points. You know, Ivan Barbashev, a fan favorite. Noel Achari, who's come on here this season and obviously has turned heads and played very well, and he's resurrected his NHL career after being hurt last season and only playing 20 games for the Florida Panthers. And, you know, Nico Mikola, another draft pick. We'll see what happens. Okay, I don't know if you're going to trade everybody. I still believe the Blues are going to try to sign some of these guys if not before the deadline then they'll revisit it at some time in the summer like we talked about earlier in the show um all right we gotta get out of here the big dog bernie Nicholas, he's next hope you enjoyed this edition of hockey sense i'm andy strickland reminding you to keep your head up and your stick on the ice for seth close and everybody affiliated with this edition of hockey sense have a great weekend st louis bernie Nicholas is next don't go anywhere 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.